The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome to Wednesday night. Welcome to Wrestling Brain. It's twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. You are here with us live watching the only show that matters, the only GD show you need to see. It's your boys, Josh and Zoobs, Wrestling Brain, the AE double dudes. You are rocking with us. Twitch.tv, as I said, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. To watch this damn brains. show or listen to this damn show. And those of you who were who here last week got to experience why the best way to do it is to be here live. I can't even imagine the podcast listeners how they could have navigated what in the hell happened on this channel last week. We are gonna roll it back though. We're gonna we're gonna once more into the breach, uh, good friends. It is Wednesday night. We have a jam-packed episode of AEW Dynamite to talk about. I am thrilled to do it. I'm your boy, The Zoobs, and I am joined, as always, with my tag team partner, my duo, my uh, the, the, the better half, all the way on the West Coast, Mr. 50K, the brain genius himself. It's Josh Custodio. How you feeling, brother? Who will win the Zoobs, you said rock with us, us, and ride with us, and if you're here tonight, you be better, better be ready to die with us, because that's kind of level of, uh, of passion we're bringing to tonight's episode of the AEW dudes got so much to say about AEW Dynamite but Zoobs you you sort of addressed my concern off the top there's no way to match last week's episode we if, you, if there's no way we would have to get Zoobs drunk I'd have to spend the whole show getting a mad hell he would have to have a bad week before if we were gonna get a fuse that ready to be lit uh but we'll try I'm gonna do my damnedest to get Zoobs fired up and angry tonight because I'm sure there's some stuff on this show that'll get us there Zoobs great to see you like you I'm very happy to be doing the show you're looking Looking better than ever, I would say. Did Thank you, you. Did you do something? Different lighting. Uh, different lighting this week. Mm, the, okay. I, I'll say this. The uh, ring light and the side light better stay on because I am in the pitch black. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying so down point. here. I'm in the basement with the lights off um, because the lights, it's almost a little too bright. You sort of need the spotlighting uh, down here. I'm excited about it. And uh, I got all kinds of re- reinforcement. I, I, like, a, like a grandfather, I have a blanket over my legs right now because you, <laughs> wow. amidst, amidst the the uh, psychosis that I underwent last week uh, in the middle <laughs> of that show, uh, the back, I would say hour, where I was a little too drunk to be on air and we were talking about Vancouver sports media with, with our buddy Shep, I was yeah. fucking freezing. I was shivering cold. Uh, and I feel back. We had we had Ryan on. He was very informative. He, he talked to us uh, about all kinds of stuff. Um, 
I could not focus on what we were talking about because I was right. freezing. Uh, yeah, well, the temperature was one part of the lack of focus. Yeah, I don't know yeah was. blood was a little thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of dovetail on the ones and twos there. It's so great to see the Brainiacs tonight. Zoops, we've already hit a hype train. We haven't even started talking about Dynamite tonight. So some subs to thank over in the chat. Let's say hello to everybody. Hello to the GD Brainiacs. And thank you. To me, it's my 13-month sub hey, anniversary. Brainiac. Thank you, Cactus Josh C, uh, for doing that. Uh, Jay, our beloved Jay, one of the, the best hate guys around. Uh, thank you. 13 months he's been on this journey with us. Good God. Scoots Bro to subscribing with Prime. Zoops, even a guy like me can subscribe with Prime. It's just that easy. All you got to do, if you have Amazon Prime, you're already giving eight bucks a month into Jeff Bezos's pocket. You don't need to. You can give us pennies of those dollars. Come here, <laughs> subscribe with Prime. You know we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Hector Doint subscribing with Prime Fruits are Edible subscribing with Prime. God, this is just one big commercial about how easy it is to subscribe with Prime. And you know that we appreciate it. If you do not have the means to subscribe, hey, we get it. We'd greatly appreciate it if you drop a follow here. We're on the road to 2,000 Brainiacs. And I know the Zoobs like me can't wait to have that happen and uh, for us to be able to quit our jobs and frankly retire after a year of that. That's our goal here. Uh, and it feels well within reach. So good to have everybody here. Big Fan yes. like, man, it's nice to not have Nazis in my wrestling show. Cody addressed that tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thomas saying wrestling brain, your prediction. Okay, l- let me tell you, you, you guys are playing with fire. That, <laughs> you're playing with fire. The guy, the last guy who that got banned. <laughs> you got six people doing this same joke already. I, I okay, I'm giggling. You're playing with fire. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, everybody uh, gangster till Maddie Mac heel wheels the hammer the way he has yeah. to do it. Yeah, when Matty Matt comes in and swings that axe, you won't be laughing as your ability to chat <laughs> is gone forever. Nice boy online with the sub. We appreciate it so much. Juice is a man that never leaves uh, my heart. 15 months for Juice in a row and 17 total. So he was here when we were talking about, we were watching Dark. He was subbed and uh, Ashton Kutcher kicked it off. Uh, so a great start of subs. Oh my goodness, greatness. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Jay Higgs, yeah, it's too loud. Is So here's the thing, and I'll, we'll, I'll address this now. Uh, here's where I am not worried about the Royal Rumble thing, right? Is people you you messaged me, you're like, oh man, this is gonna follow you forever. You just you just come up with a new one. Eat my right. tank, gonna follow us forever. Uh, right. The music's too loud, gonna follow us. We'll have a new one. I'll, something another... funny will happen in this episode, and you'll be you'll completely forgotten. But you know what, Zoobs, you're absolutely thing. right. I'm I'm undermining these Zoobs's comedic chops here when I say that it's for. But, but again, listen, maybe I am just saying I was so deeply impressed by last week. It was something I felt I was in the audience. This was me during that. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why I'm appreciating it uh, different. Because that's just saying, I love you guys. We love you too. That was my favorite show since I started watching AEW says Sex J. We got to get into it, Zoobs. Uh, I thought there were, this was a great episode of Dynamite. The horrible music plays us in followed by the wonderful music, Zoobs. You might as well have brought me to heaven and St. Peter's singing to me, Joshy boy, you're in like sin, brother. John Moxley, big well, Joshy fucking boy. mock. Pardon, pardon, me to, pardon me to hit your brakes and pull you back. Yeah. We, we have, you haven't asked the audience what their score is. You're, you're out of sorts here. Mox does this to me, Zoobs. Next <laughs> Jay brings up how good the show is and I get away from it, but you're right, Zoobs. You know what? Let's bring the gravitas to it. Let's have you throw to the one to seven zoobs, if you don't mind. First, I want to shout out Sex Jay. Uh, doing three hours of streaming every day from noon to three uh, with, with Pro Weather is a great show that I've been watching, uh, beating on my lunch break and into the afternoon. So thank you, Sex Jay, for the long work. Uh, listen, the, the one, one to seven scale. One of the best scale, streamers out there. Very simple. Uh, very simple, the one to seven scale. 
One is is you hate it. You despised it. You never want to see it again. Seven is you like it. You love it. You, love it, you want some more of it. Um, here's the idea. I, I screwed that up. That was that's keep it or kick it. What I did. Not as easy as it looks, is it, brother? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna well, I just wanted to make sure we got to it on, on the no, no, show. You're, you're bang um, on correct. One um, being the worst, seven being the best. Let us you. know what you thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite. Zoobs, you didn't spend any money on it, but you did spend time. Let's be honest. And that's the one thing you can't get back. Let's get to some of the score. We're at a level three hype train, Zoobs. Thank you all so much. Tonight is. People uh, excited. People are as excited as I am, I think. They know the show's quality. Zoobs, I'm going to get to some of the scores here. Scoots Brodo kicking it off with six and a half. Jay giving it a solid seven because a big mox and wow. nothing brought it down. Love that. Good friend Jake with a six. Mid Dawson with a five and a half. Fruits are edible with a six. Cadenza with a six, but it's a strong six. Seven from Ashton Kutcher. Five and a half from Hey My Name as well. Thomas W saying six and a half. No clue what this is. Six and a half. Sam Fells with a five. Sexual Jumanji with a six and a half. America so bad with six and a half. Rusty Sheds with six. Chain Wallet Owner with six. Thick Flair with 6.9. Hits Merrill with six and a half. Eric Hart with a five and a half. Hart Note with five. Nice point online with six. Big Vanderhoof to five and a half. Watch that pile driver with six. Trilly, big guyness to five. The Maddie Mac, five and a half. E Prime, five and a half. Pace fall, four and a half. Ripping those ones out. I love that. Zoops, what would you say the average was there? Maybe high five, low six, something like that? Yeah, I, I, I want to say like a, I want to say like a, probably a flat six is probably your your average. I think I'm a little bit lower on the, on this show than, than I think most. Okay. I think, um, it, it's almost one that was like it was almost so packed that i was like it almost uh you're like boy this is moving a thousand miles per hour sometimes sure. um but some great moments and stuff i'm gonna remember uh the the opening and the middle uh the first hour definitely someone said i think the first hour was a seven and maybe maybe the second hour was a little quieter mm -hmm. for them i would agree with that i think first hour very strong very hot obviously the mock stuff uh i thought i thought the best cody we've seen in quite some time uh yeah a lot, a lot of them i'm excited to get talking about so i feel bad for cutting you off going into the mock stuff because no, obviously no, i want to talk about the mock stuff very important uh very cool uh very 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 fun show to, to looking forward to recapping it bad crowd hmm, interesting i i will say i did i liked the small venues this, this tonight i liked the short ramp small venue i thought it played to them nicely and I, something i enjoy about this show week in and week out is it doesn't always look the same which uh great lighting tonight yeah you, i pointed out to you when we were on the call before i thought yeah it, it was a cool looking arena tonight and they did a good job i with thought it. you meant me when you said great lighting tonight to be 100 honest with you i was like oh i did do different lighting <laughs> you do thank Listen, you dude your yeah. lighting also also amazing perhaps <laughs> done by the AEW production crew maybe we can talk about that in the post show show tonight zoom and now if i may wild thing hits the damn speakers and john moxley is back in our lives now this is uh a john moxley who is aggressive he's shoving cameraman he's pushing signs out of his face he's slimmed down which makes some sense giving his stint in rehab zoobs let's before we talk about the promo talk a little bit how you felt about this hitting the crowd and sort of his importance to the company because i think that's what resonated with me most exiting the set segment yeah I, I think we're aligned there that um a lot of my feeling was that remembrance of like oh yeah like this guy started this shit for lack of a better word like he obviously didn't start aew and there's a the evps yada 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 but like the first big aew moment is mox showing up and he and jericho put everything on the line correct they, um they had the most stake in the game more than the evps whose reputation was already in that sphere so i i i felt that tonight i felt that resurgence of like there's been a lot of guys show up since he's been here 
uh great point thomas w the show feels whole again exactly correct it's exactly right is um their easy concern and before he disappeared uh before disappeared before he before he left for rehab i remember we did uh that doesn't work for me brother and i was sort of searching for one and and my fear that mox was slipping sort of Mm. in the midst of how big things had gotten and how many different directions there were to take that fear was something that i was worried about and uh that fear is 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 really not there i think He's a guy listening to a lot of great talkers on the mic and something, uh, you know, that we'll get into about this entire promo, but both the entire company is they have something I think they do really well, along with the venues, is they let these guys be real, right? They, 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 he doesn't have to come out and we don't have to worry about it getting cut off or is somebody going to come out and get heat off this. Like they let guys that can do it, Mox, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, they let these guys go out there and be real and and talk about themselves and talk about their lives and 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 trust them to frame it into a way that makes the show feel whole so um it was another one of those moments that i have a couple times a month where just a real appreciation for the company and like you know you don't want to compare everything to the other company but you sort of go like well he would have just sort of disappeared off tv and then been like ran back in as part of an angle in new york probably where this is pretty much like mox is back and we're advertising it mox is getting the mic off the top to tell us how he feels about this doesn't have to be in service of a storyline doesn't have to be in service of anything other than he earned this moment so um i think that's awesome and i I thought i mean obviously we'll go bigger picture but um a feel great moment that gets you fucking fired up and 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 ready to be seeing mox week in and week out and and have mox be part of the show really does feel monumental to me now consider that zub said all that and i echo every letter of it and i said Let's not talk about the promo yet. I want to talk about him hitting the crowd. And uh, no, no, you nailed it. This guy, when he, his reemergence has made me feel like, oh, is he my favorite wrestler? Like, I, 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 CM Punk is here, and he is my de facto favorite. You know, Okada is back on top over New Japan. And Naito still getting it. All, my favorites are still around. But John Moxley, and listen, I'll talk more about GCW later on tonight, because I do think they're sort of sleepy stealing this wrestling week. But he is going to be defending the Game Changer Heavyweight Championship this Sunday night at their Hammerstein show. And if this is the guy that we saw tonight that is wrestling there, first of all, if I'm AEW, I'm pissed. Because this Mox feels not only as good as ever, but a renewed ferociousness. This uh, I, I have to agree with Jay here in the chat saying he has that, oh yeah, not drinking beer anymore weight loss that he's seen in a few buddies. But like that sort of straight edge focus and all those things that you would expect to come along with this were 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 on display here phenomenal stuff so i want to jump into the chat for a second here because i think some people are really nailing it yeah ashley kutcher saying that the crowd was silent for mox's promo the giant pop and then listen to him it also says a lot about mox which i agree um mox opening the promo by saying go fuck yourself off mike slipping through the censors not great for chris jericho later on in the show imagine the- here <laughs> Being the fucking guy who shows up to this show and you get kicked out 15 seconds in because you can't, like, help but yell something at, like, idiot. And I saw a couple of people who were there on Twitter saying it was a guy who said, oh, you suck in ring. Can you imagine you say that? You paid whatever for front row at AW and Mox is just like, go fuck yourself. Throw this guy out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get to live the world. You will never see heaven, unlike me. You will. You're, you're oh, God's there. Oh, that was God. You're, you're not seeing heaven, player. You're done, though. Ashley Kutcher's like, I had a wave of Mox feels hit me. Yep. 
Jay saying, Mox and Kenny are the two biggest things missing about the company. And we were missing them both. A Jeffrey saying, Mox's world title reign through the pandemic was also big for that company, on top of how big his debut was. Yeah, Zoobs and I, I think, are have been very vocal about how much we like that title reign, even more than others. I think we both, had, before the end of Kenny's, still thought it was stronger than Kenny's, which was a bit of a rare opinion. Could have to say, it really is wild thin. Yeah, my typo uh, proved correct tonight, seeing Mox. <laughs> See, you thought I would be ducking this. Ro- You're going to be, wild thin is the new thing. It's, it, nobody even cares about the Rumble. You're, you might be right. Uh, nice one of the lines like Mox throws guys out of the stadium like wrestling brain tosses bozos out of the chat. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Uh, yeah, if I could echo some of those some of those, some of those sentiments, I, um, the feeling that I had was it really felt to me like the Mox that first showed up in AEW, and you mentioned it that like that singular focus again. It's like it's because it, when he first came onto the scene AEW and and even in GCW and in doing some New Japan stints, it was very much like. This guy is here because he loves wrestling. This is 100% about wrestling. He's here to be the best wrestler in the world. And obviously he he had some hard times and he went down a rough path and and had some demons. And as he put himself, like he is, he really feels back to that guy that was like, this is a guy that is here because he loves wrestling to uh, an intense degree. And it, it is going to be a thing that he's able to bring full focus on. So uh, I'm thrilled about that. I can't wait to see where it goes with his character and and what this becomes. Well, I'll steal, uh, steal a word you use there and jump into the promo. You say, you know, he got rid of this demon, and that's exactly what he calls it in this promo. It talks about this demon that made him fuzzy and this demon he had to get off his back and this demon that had been following him everywhere. Uh, on and on. I mean, if you did not see this promo, if you're one of these people, and I hear more and more from these people who just listen to the show to hear what's happening on Dynamite, you didn't actually watch the show, I'm sure this will be floating around YouTube or Twitter. Go out and seek, uh, seek out this promo. Uh, the crowd, like I said, is electric out the gate and then silent for him during the promo. He's finally free of it, and this promo ramps up in the way that only the mock's intensity can, all culminating in the line, and now all I drink is blood! And he throws the mic down and walks off. This guy awesome. is a main eventer in any company. This promo is one that, when we're talking about promo of the year at the end of the year, I think this one will be something that uh, rebounds around in our minds, and you know, maybe it'll be topped by John Moxley later on this year, but there aren't too many guys in the company who can top this. Phenomenal stuff. God, is it good to have big fucking Mox back in the picture. Zoobs, what direction? Do, or actually, can I talk a little TV with you before we talk about Mox's future here? Yes. Uh, yes. Talk Mox's future, then I'll talk TV. You well, go. I would say yes with a but. With keep, I would say, I would just say this. I would say this. You know, in a coded sort of way between you and I. Keep the future segment we have planned for tonight in mind when we talk about Mox's future. How about that? Love it. Let's talk about the TV, and then I'll uh, keep it, uh, I'll say Fugazi, for the, for the actual question. But for the TV portion, a lot of swearing getting through on this show, Zoobs. I, I know it's awesome. Like, I love, hearing Mox say, fuck on TV, rocks. What I don't want is for them to push this, and then for the censors to be all over this show. Do you, does anybody remember how AEW, at least, was in Canada here out the launch? Like, the censors were... Not only delayed, but all over the show. Like you were getting constant bleeping of crowd chants, all this sorts of things. Right. I'm not ready to go back to those days. And does do you know like something like that happening? Is that a big deal behind the scenes? Like is that the sort of thing that might get a, an annoying producer watching the show, or is this something that's sort of in one ear out the other? It ends up being the thing. I think you know some. Who knows? It, it, I, I honestly don't know. Unfortunately, my my experience of television was was too uh, direct on the live show and sure. a little less about you know this the uh the censoring like, you say that. fuck on tv where are they Zoom? 
Yeah. No, certainly not. They wouldn't let me see anything on TV. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> the FCC fines or the, or the CRTC here in Canada. Uh, I think it's, you know what? I think that's not a, honestly, that's not a crazy complaint. I think. Uh, I, I get it. Am I going to complain about Mark saying fuck on TV? Of course not. It's cool. I'm just wondering, or maybe if Shap's in the chat or anybody who sort of knows the space a bit better. Because I just know that at jobs I've worked at, I'm a guy who likes to stay like right below the radar, right? I don't want any boss looking at me. And it's always some numbskull who pushes that a little too far, and that's when the new rules come. And I'm just saying, I maybe, maybe we got to tread carefully. Maybe Chuck PTV and like, oh, can I say shit was actually the right attitude. But all I'm saying is only Mox should be able to swear on the show, maybe. <laughs> yeah. In America, uh, we can say fuck. We can't say fuck on TV, but we have school shooting, so it evens out. So it's good for Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Zooms, it's so good to have Mox back. I won't dial in on the future, but I do want to ask you, where do you think he's headed? Is he immediately top of the card vicinity, or are we getting some squash matches for, from Mox to sort of reintroduce him to the to the playing field? No, I think I think he has earned a spot in the, in the, in the top part of this card. I think when you have uh, guys like, uh, you know, the, the Murder Hawk monster coming in and lining up for Adam Page, and I, I think he fits right into that Um the, the the tippy top the 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 s tier if you will the 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 top however many you want to extend your top five top ten your your top however many i think he's right there he's right there with cm punk he's right there with daniel bryan or brian danielson he's right there with with hangman he's right there with kenny i think that's the league that he operates in and i think he's uh top five in this company he's he's, he's one of the most important guys and and that work he did as he as he said so eloquently before to plant the flag um is a major piece, especially with how many guys are are have been here new and, and have made an impact since he's been here. I think he's I think he's right up there at the at the tippy top. Somebody said in the chat, it felt like Daddy's home, and I, I can't possibly <laughs> say it any better than that. He sure was, and not to just belabor the point about Box because I know we both love him so much. But you're talking about the top five guys, you know, Brian Danielson's, Hangman's, Kenny's, this sort of ilk. Those guys, listen, they're all very different in their own ways. But Mox brings something distinctly different in terms of energy. Like, not, like, unpolished. Those guys are pristine and technical and sublime. Mox is at a high level, but none of those adjectives. And that means something to me, that a company is willing to put somebody like that in positions like this. And work around him. It's, uh, credit to AW, credit to Mox, and just production, everything involved with this. Couldn't have really gone much better for my money. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. He he brings a real intensity to that to that to that spot and a real uh, chaotic intensity and a real um, you know it, you put him up there toe to toe with anybody in in the mic and in the ring and and I think it's going to be I'm just really excited. I'm really excited to have him back and to have him uh, to see where his interests lie. What does he What does he want to be doing? Where Where is his? Because like as you said. Um, it's obvious that that GC title, GCW title means something to him and, and, and defending that first out of the gate, uh, is a meaningful thing. And that's a meaningful step. I think it's cool. That's, that's a cool thing. And I'm sort of interested to see like who on the AEW roster right now interests him where, you know, there's, there's a lot of money feuds, I think right now with guys that he has some history with and, and, uh, it's going to be exciting. I think, I think we have a, a big addition to this roster that, that, you know, we were all immediately reminded, as you said so eloquently, that like on this show, Wrestling Brain, the first, Jesus, the first eight, seven, eight months, it was like every week it was like, oh, and then, and then thank God there was a Mox promo. Like as much as, as much as we liked the show, 
it was like there was there was a reliable 30 45 seconds every week where it was like and then mox delivered the best promo the show's had in a month like it just yeah. sort of, it <laughs> was it, yeah up, up, basically up until he brought eddie up to that level with him and, and like allowed eddie to have that platform and, and win his way Made into, eddie. right I, I, I so i think um it's going to be huge with, especially with the level and and the, the where we are with this stories in this company and with who's where uh it's gonna be awesome and I'll just give a plug here, Zoobs, if I can. If you're interested in learning more about this Sunday's GCW Hammerstein show and why I think John Moxley is going to successfully defend the GCW Heavyweight Championship against Homicide, I have a preview show going up Friday morning. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. I'll get you all primed for that show. As well, Zoobs, we put out a piece of content up there Monday. You, me, and Blake Murphy going through all of wrestling history since WrestleMania 1 and declaring who the best Canadian wrestler was for each of those years giving out the Stu Hart Award. Wow, maybe my most favorably received piece of Patreon content. Uh, and that's because it was not my idea. It was Zoobs's. So uh, if either of those <laughs> sound good to you, patreon.com slash K0SHC. $5 gets you into that, gets you all those episodes, gets you into my Discord. Five bucks a month, patreon.com slash K0SHC. Thank you, Zoobs. Gosh, that was fun to do. That was, a, that was just a ton of fun. People already asking for part two. Comes out Monday. Ready in the can. Edited. Raring to go. Yeah. But I got the, you know, you don't want to put it out right before the GCW thing. That thing's more timely. You know, you know how it goes. So you got me here. I have explained it. The Vizu, the, the guy who gets it all. Stu Hart, so the best awards going right now, says Jay. Listen, if you can't trust Jay, who are you going to trust? MJF is backstage with Wardlow Zoobs, uh, sort of half making peace with Wardlow and half further pissing him off as he promos on CM Punk saying, now, okay, I, I'm a big fan of MJF. Insulting Punk for not taking the that loss GCW like a man card and rolling stacked. up Wardlow. It isn't like a good heel insult. It's just like a stupid thing to say. Like it's a self-defeating statement. Oh, you should have just laid there and let Warlow, Wardlow pin you like a man. First of all, anything you want to associate with normal, like toxic masculinity would involve keep fighting forever, never give up sort of thing. So no, I, I don't know. So not my favorite MJF promo, though I did like the back and forth push pill with Wardlow. What do you think about this one, Zoom? Yeah, I mean we're inching we're inching ever closer to the like the Wardlow the Wardlow turn is happening is like the st- the sign is on, the lights are flashing. Probably happening next week would be my guess as he is, as in Cleveland that makes sense to me. Um because I think first week of February is probably I had I had seen first week of February is probably probably going to be punk MJF the actual match is sort of the I heard, yeah. timeline we're operating on, not to be too inside baseball, but that that to me then makes sense that this week he beats Spears. Next week Wardlow officially turns, and then at the end of it, MJF has nobody to hide behind. Uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah, Wardlow. Listen, loving the background acting, loving the the shrugging and the laughing. I think uh, we've said it every week. At the risk of repeating myself, we have a ready-made, pretty big baby face here, uh, ready to go when this when this switch gets flipped. I think it's going to be uh, mage and, and and a spot that they don't have on the card. They have a lot of big strong. They have your your Hobbses. You have your big strong uh handsome dudes who can who can just crush people but none of them are really face good guys i think wardlow has a chance to be that i think he has a real sort of natural way about him and and just a guy who shows up and kicks ass what's wrong with that yeah as uh everybody knows and sometimes hates me for big muscle guys who don't need to wrestle all that well are right within my wheelhouse i love that getting wardlow over is so obviously like an inextricable part of the cm punk mjf feud like, it's so clear that backstage are like, okay, while we are using this, let's elevate you, MJF, up the card. Why don't we get Wardlow over, too, while we're doing this? Because I'm CM Punk, and I can't. 
I, I echo everything you think. Going to be a big Wardlow baby face push here. I think it's going to take. We don't know that much about Wardlow yet. Like, we still don't have the clearest idea of his wrestling ability or promo ability, even relative to somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs. So I am interested to see how that goes. But Zoobs, they keep talking about the face of the revolution ladder match. MGF keeps saying, oh, you have to win this. You have to win this, Wardlow. So it seems to me that Wardlow is very likely to win that, right? And maybe that'll be the, the start of the babyface push, Zoobs. But that's going to lead me to my first keep it a kick it of the evening, Zoobs, if you don't mind. Zoobs, you know the rules to keep it or kick it, don't you? I do. No, you don't, you silly goose. Let me explain <laughs> it to you. Zoobs, keep it or kick it is where I pull a prop from the wrestling world, and I say it to you and the Brainiacs in the chat. And you must tell me vocally, and they must go over to their little emotes bar, and they will see two symbols. Thank you, Maddie Mac, a keep and a kick. And they must tell me if they want to keep that prompt, which means they like it, they love it, they want some more of it, or they kick that prompt, which means they hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Zooms, now do you understand the rules of keep it or kick? People, people want to believe they have me figured out, eh? They, they, love, they love the idea that I'm going to play ball. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> they love it, right? I can predict this. I can predict this. This is easy for me, they say. He loves to play our games. The Zooms is a, is a uh, you can tell he's a true creative because the vision is unbending. Yeah. He's an uncompromising, uh, just principled orator, podcaster, broadcaster, whatever you need, caster, the Zooms. Zooms, prompt number one for the evening. Keep it or kick it, one of three. Zooms, keep it or kick it, this statement. In MJF and Wardlow's inevitable first encounter, Wardlow has to win. The, the word has to is people are going to say, people are going to say, Josh, define, ha define has to for us, Josh. <laughs> just, you, you sure are. You sure are. But you know what I mean, Zoo. Is it paramount that the freshly turned babyface beats the heel who's had him under control for AEW's entire existence? Yeah, define win. <laughs> define Wardlow. <laughs> you can define Wardlow. Yeah, yeah, I happily will. Um, I think it would be in service, fairly largely in service of of Wardlow for him to do that. I know, um, I know why the concerns would be on either side, but um, yeah, I'm with MJ. I'm with part MJF. I, yeah, MJF sort of taking that loss there. I, I think sexual Jumanji has it right. He should just slam him like a hundred times. I think that should be. I should. I think that would that should be the sort of sort of the move. I think that's the way to play it. Just a quick thank you to 7th Offensive for subscribing with Prime, as well as to Gumby Does Crime, six months subscribing. It's a sub, it's sub happy tonight. It's a great People sub day. feeling good with the bits. I wouldn't hate taking a hit, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, Zooms. <laughs> uh, let me read through some of the keeps or kicks here. Uh, ready, Zooms, you keep track here. You gotta give me a percentage at the end. Okay. Kick, 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 keep, keep, kick. Keep, kick, keep, keep, kick, kick, keep, kick. Keep, keep, define Wardlow. Kick, keep, keep, kick. Maybe I think you did it, baby. The elusive 50-50. You came damn, that might have been, it might be one more to kick than keep, but that's pretty close to 50-50. So this was a big discussion in my Discord today that I was, or yesterday that I wasn't expecting that uh, people thought that, uh, and again, I totally understand the argument for this, that you can't have Wardlow turn and then immediately lose. Because I said MJF has to beat CM Punk. And then people were saying, well, no, I think basically you either have to have Wardlow taking two losses or MJF taking two 
I think MJF can beat Wardlow in that turn, and it only further fuels Wardlow. I think the story is, I think AEW has proven to you that the story isn't over till it's over. I think he can go finally get his hands on MJF. MJF cheats to win one, two, three, and that's Wardlow's like sole motivation to work his way up the card. And then when MJF is in a more prominent position, you have the chase. So I would kick this one, but I do understand. Brilliantly deduced there. Always thinking two steps ahead. At least two. We're talking about these zoobs there, by the way, a man who sees through this business like he's wearing damn X-ray goggles. <laughs> Let's get to the next segment here, zoobs, if you don't mind. Adam Cole. Oh, boy, I forgot. Good thing we got the subscriptions and whatnot. Now, I'm going to say a couple things that piss people off tonight. Uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker taking on Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy, a mixed tag match that they gave a lot of time to here on the show. This was sort of meant to be the wrestling match on the show, I think. Um, it's hard to talk about this match without talking about mixed tags in general, right? So, Zoobs, you can talk about mixed tags or you can talk about how, if you like this match, the crowd was pretty into it. Give me some thoughts on this one. It, it, it as all elite gimmicky matches do, suffers a little bit in my mind. Of, uh, of, there's a couple moments of like, what, what the hell's going on here? Sort of, it gets a little, it gets a little, it gets a little separated, like gets a little frazzled. Um, I was honestly disappointed to hear that they were doing the like it's mixed tag rules. So if Adam Cole tags in Britt Baker, like Statlander can just climb through the ropes. Uh, that doesn't seem to jive with how Orange Cassidy wrestles or how Chris Statlander wrestles or Adam Cole's size or Britt Baker. Like all four people in this match could handle this being anybody fights anybody. Uh, Statlander as Ashton Kutcher points out, fought Chris Dickinson on the Indies. It's it's it, it it's not like Adam Cole has this like unbelievable vicious offense that you would be like, I can't believe they're showing a woman taking it. or or Orange Cassidy. Like if you can't take Orange Cassidy's like children, can well, take they Orange. did do the little kick thing for sure. To their credit, but, but you're to, right. To my point, like the the I really think it unnecessarily muddies the waters. Uh, I think ultimately it was like it was fun, it was enjoyable, it had some moments that I enjoyed. Um, I thought the assisted suplex where he just sort of taps her over was really fun. Um, I thought there was a lot of good stuff that I, that I like enjoyed. It just sort of suffered from some of the things that these elite uh, tornado style sort of matches can do where you're just sort of like not really sure what exactly we're, we're building towards or if it's just a bunch of stuff happening. Um, so it goes. I've just never seen one of these I like. I've yeah. just never seen it. I, I, I don't understand the match. You tag, oh, we're fighting, and then you get the tag, oh, stop fighting. Like, this match falls under the category of lots of cool moves and not really, you know, people talk, it's like, oh, there was no psychology in this or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to say that, but, like, there's constant just breaks in action because of tags, and that's what you have to do here. But I don't know, it, like, make it intergender or don't. I understand why a company wouldn't want to have intergender matches. Okay, but then why do we have to Why do we have to do this? Like, why, yeah. why have the, the halfway version? I don't know, like, once they take uh, Britt out of this match, and it's largely Cole and Orange Cassidy, I thought this picked up a lot because they didn't have to work around that. But my problem is Chris Statlander, has, I have more interest in than anybody in the match. And in moments, I thought she looked great. As always, the moveset was on fire. But it's like you said, and Ashton points out she fought Chris Dickinson on the indies. Adam Cole is, you know, Adam Cole's this big. You, you can have Chris Statlander fight him. But, but, and if you can't, then don't. All I could think of during this match is, why can't we just have a match like this between two tag teams? Like, why, why, why do we have to have a mix that can't, can't this be the acclaimed versus the revival or something? Like, can't, it's like, we never get the just tag team matches and we get this thing. 
I'm just never fulfilled by these ones. I, I don't know what it is. The spot on the apron was cool. Again, Chris, a lot of Chris's offense looked really good. I hated stealing from the New York match with uh, where Seth Rollins bumped Stephanie through the table. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tackle this. Again. No, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up because Orange Cassidy is then like out of the match after that. He's just like he can't believe it. It's like she's a wrestler and she went through a table. Like she's she'll be fine. It's I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. I get it. I get you're, you're trying to be this chivalrous baby face, but like she's in a wrestling match and a table got set up that she put up and she fell through it. Like, well, you didn't listen. Not- you didn't double power bomber. You bumped her and she fell like it. It He doesn't need to do the like, I'm so concerned about Brit, right? Like it doesn't it just that's sort of where it again. I feel like maybe that maybe I'm picking some nit there, but. That to me, like it, it pulls away from like the why did we book the match like this? Why did we have the intergender thing if her taking a basic table bump completely turns off the brain of of one of the wrestlers in the match? Well, and it's sort of twofold there, Zeus. Not to get all Jim Cornette here, but you know, wrestling the wrestling kayfabe has changed, right? It's at a way higher pace. Things are more extreme. Like asking us to buy that one table bump on Britt Baker is going to kill her. It's just a giant ask within the rules we see. Especially two weeks after Ray Phoenix broke his fucking arm in one. Didn't like, she, when you see didn't her she take get a clean like... back bump through it, <laughs> yeah. two weeks removed for, they showed replays of Ray Phoenix's arm going, oh lordy. So, I don't know. I, I don't hate, or I don't like that I just hate intergender matches, but I, I don't understand their value here. I like the pairing of Cole and Brett. I think it's interesting, but if you're not going to let anybody connect, just have one manage the other or something. And, and let them get involved in the match. But, I don't know. I've never especially seen one that with, I'm like, this with, rocks. Yeah, with Brit's crowning moment being like a blood-covered, like, Canadian destroyer through sure a table. <laughs> like, it's the same, again, it's the same thing with the, with the Becky and Seth thing. It's, 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 it's like the exact same beat for beat. So, yeah, she can handle, you know, falling backwards off the apron through the cleanest table spot you'll see all year long. So it goes. It was still, it's worth noting the crowd was very into the end of this match. Orange Cassidy even by his fired up standards, some of those fired up you'll ever see him, like blistering striking exchanges. I thought it was cool when Simon Cole got going. I like Adam Cole less than most, not that I dislike Adam Cole at all, but I just think he's basically at a proper level. Like I wouldn't have him much higher than where he is. Um, yeah, not my favorite thing on the show. I'm starting to wonder if like, who is the Adam Cole guy? Doesn't it seem like everyone you talked about Adam Cole was like, yeah, I'm not that. It's like, who is the guy? Who is uh, the other person that we're all referencing that isn't here? <laughs> I don't know if he's uh, in the chat right now, but Matt Reynas, uh on Twitter today said, having a- saying Adam Cole is your favorite wrestler is like saying Call of Duty is your favorite video game. And I thought that was sort of apropos. Okay, yeah, Sam Fells pointing out Brit's push was off a lights-out match where she took every kind of bump. Yeah, it's like one one table. And again, it's such a clean-looking one. This is why people, it's like, oh, everybody's got to be Ricochet. It's like, no, you want Joey Janela. You want Mick Foley. Like, people who look less graceful doing these things, it looks more damaging on. Like, a perfectly executed table spot is a less painful-looking table spot. Uh, Jason and Jake are the, are, the, are the Adam Cole people. Jay, you might say. Yeah. I kind of mash them together yeah a portmanteau we call that the biz zoob chris jericho promo times it was a little more zoob's bait uh <laughs> tough to get gfy over after mox actually said go fuck he's going for it though we you, we got tagged in it the shirt they put a shirt out oh yeah I, I got tagged in it twice tonight for merch match okay listen i saw people 
you know, shaking, sighing about this Jericho promo. Folks, what this was awesome. Uh, they are they are recognizing what's going on. This feud is him being like, ah, da, 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 and then Santana and Ortiz being like, yo, you, you haven't had our backs at all. We have fought 2.0 on your behalf. We have fought FDR on your behalf. We're constantly just doing shit for you. I'm not even sure what we got out of this. In fact, we like Eddie Kingston. You're here talking shit about Eddie Kingston. I think the exact line out of Ortiz is, you don't care about Eddie Kingston, but we do. Right. Uh, I thought that this is, this is what people are talking about, that Jericho is bringing these acts down and that he's act fields old and stale. But he, they're steering into it. Like they're, they're acknowledging that. They're letting Proud and Powerful tease breaking away from him before. And I thought this was an awesome segment. Steer right on into it. Yeah, and, and I think we're all, I, I don't think there's going to be a single person in the chat that's like, keep Proud and Powerful with Jericho. I think, I think wanting to see them unleash, wanting to see them have, as they said, why haven't we got tag team championship matches? Why haven't we had our own stories? Why haven't we been fighting our own battles? Uh, I think it's great to acknowledge, and especially it's as... It's cathartic to hear from me. Yeah, absolutely, and as, Sam, as Sammy goes off, and clearly Sammy is doing his own like his title run, it's not really a inner circle sort of thing i think it's a it's a logical thing to sort of have this sort of castle of sand dissolve here in in jericho's hands it's Merrill throwing the matt lee face into the chat which we of course love to see uh trill mcginnis saying very glad they let santana ortiz talk without eddie yeah it makes a lot of sense to have eddie do the talking if he's there but yeah let these guys get some shine i really like this segment it, it makes me think chris jericho is maybe more self-aware than uh <laughs> than his recent performance hey! led me to believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, today, you know what the segment reminded me of, Zoobs? Remember when he did that shitty moon salt at, or lion salt and then everybody yes. on Twitter was like, ugh, bullshit. And then the next week he just did like a four-footer better than he'd ever done it. <laughs> this was the promo of equivalent of that. He's like, I know GFY sucks. I know you guys want Proud and Powerful out. Let's talk about it. Really good yeah. stuff, I thought. Chris Judas, that is his name, uh, per Dan Housen. Uh, we're backstage with Adam Cole. Uh, again, I love AEW for doing these post-match promos. This has only been like a more recent thing for them. I like, Mox is the best for these. Mox is the gold standard for the sweaty locker room promo, but I thought Adam Cole was great here too. On Fireboat Orange Cassidy, you injured my wife. You've been a thorn in my side this whole time. Uh, I should be tired of this feud, Zoobs, and I kind of get the sense most people are. I will watch these guys go again. I thought the singles portion at the end of the tag was fun enough. And yeah, I, I thought this promo was good too. I'll watch one more. I'll give it for the closure. Not it's, it's not high on my list of, of the next two events of announced matches. It's not a right. barn burner for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Cause there are some uh, absolute bangers on the horizon, but yeah, good promo from Cole here. Zoobs. I thought we had CM Punk's greatest task in front of him tonight. I looked at that card as I tweeted it out at wrestling underscore brain on Twitter. The Twitter been on fire lately. Just the Zoobs, Nick, and I put type in those words. Uh, over there, I tweeted out the card, and I saw CM Punk for Sean Spears, and I thought, can he do it? I was worried. Can the can? I was worried too, Zoobs. I go, can the Punk Man get me in the door? Sean Spears, that's a tall task. What did CM Punk do, Zoobs? Picked him up, put him to sleep. He, see a punk, the ultimate guy who gets it. He get, listen, you guys watch Wardlow bomb up on me for a little bit. No worries. Sean Spears, this guy, 
<laughs> I mean, come on. This I was laughing. I was in my studio being like, aha, now this, this, yeah, I agree with good friend Jake. Absolutely fucking funny, dude. Uh, the chairman eating a knee on the way down to what is ultimately just, I mean, this punk matches right now are really more angle advancements than they are matches, both with Wardlow and Spear. The Wardlow won a bit more of a match, but you know what I mean, Zoobs. Yeah. Did you like this choice to just have them squash uh, Spears and get right to it? Yes, yeah. I was. I said, thank God, that's what I said. It was was sort of like the, because remember, it was part of the story earlier, right? Is is MJF had made that part of the story. It was like, why are you struggling to beat jobbers? Why is why is Big Shoddy? Why is QT Marshall? Why are you dragging these guys to seven, eight minutes? Um, for him to have his first squash be one of the henchmen makes a ton of sense. It, it makes it, up and down. It, it, it's, it's a win for me. Didn't have to sit through a long thing. Didn't have to come on here and, and explain that it was going on, going, you know, subversive. It was 10 seconds long. Uh, all you need. And, and a, honestly, honestly, a perfect use of spears we i'm we, we have we were very mean to sean spears a year ago uh as we you pointed out a couple a couple weeks ago he sort of settled in nicely i think to that brandon cutler role um of being like the absolute stooge that's only there to make his own guys shake their heads at him um well, in post Wardlow, when the split happens, Spears can be more important to MJF. It's important to admit when things have changed. Like I, I, I think Spears has been outright good for weeks. This role has totally worked. I feel like. I mean, if the T-shirt's been there, no. But the head. Hey. hey. <laughs> Canadian Punisher logo. Yeah. Now, this is my wrestling tee tonight. Uh, an ECF and W shirt. Of course, everybody knows this shirt. But check this out too. In the back it says one night stand very cool shirt from the night pretty men's sick. medium on ebay pretty, pretty tight pretty i got not, the not really I, medium I, these days i the jacksonville jumbo shrimp uh minor league baseball team but i'm rocking that's uh, people love them right because the the branding and the name and all of that right they're like a was am a i christmas wrong gift. christmas gift for my wife it's a cool shirt thank you melissa knows you there's no doubt about that you, you know when you here's and it's just in line with the Royal Rumble pick or the Eat My Tank when you're when you're going to get the 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 themed shirt for one of my bits you have to what bit what bit do you even pick right is it baseball and shrimp is kind of an incredible combo she knows right? me yeah she knows me. she's incredible and let's not forget all the good things you say about Melissa she's also the biggest draw on this channel absolutely which is correct ultimately that remains that about. remains true. I don't see a future where it's not going to be untrue for a while. <laughs> yeah, if, listen, if it, if it ever becomes not true, we're making rent. It. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's our full time job. If if we start pulling everyday Melissa numbers, this becomes our job. Full stop. Period. Uh, MJF and Punk have another sort of tete-a-tete in the ring, culminating with uh, Punk grabbing his scarf and holding him on, saying, yeah, you, "I got you in the ring finally." MJF runs away. I think this is a great symbolism. is great in wrestling. I think Punk being left held there, left there holding the scarf is a great visual. I think it represents their feud. He just can't keep a hold of this guy right through the fingers. And I think ultimately it's going to bite him in the ass. He's going to get over aggressive. He's going to chase MJF right into a diamond ring punch and a one, two, three, or a tap into the, the salt of the earth. So listen, this, this uh, feud is a masterclass. It's uh, a veteran who's at the top of his game showing somebody with a lot of promise. Hey, let's draw this out. There's money to be made here. Loved everything about this. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. And, and 
uh, you know, it hasn't just been that we had a segment where it was very good promos. Now he sort of moved into the matches and the shenanigans. I think they've they've paced it very well to, to your point there. Which isn't always a, a strength of AW. That's so, true. Good to see. Uh, Eric Hartman saying one time they had a fireworks night and it ruined a segment at Daly's place. Yeah, the, the, the jumbo go way in. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a tie into wrestling too. God, this shirt has layers and layers and layers. Just when you think the shirt has stopped giving the goods, it gives the goods again. Good golly, Miss Molly. Zoops. Billy Gunn approaches Christian backstage. Billy Gunn, I I know people are going, oh, AW is not about these guys being on TV. Let me let me put my hand. I might have less of an issue with Billy Gunn being on TV than Christian at this point. I think Billy Gunn <laughs> serves it up in every single segment that he's in. I have shit on him here. I think Billy Gunn's been outstanding. I've even warded up to the the Gun Club, his sons, Austin and Colton Gunn. I think that they have been seizing moments. And is the act figured out? No, I think there's a lot of room to go in terms of the act itself. But are these guys giving it their all and being put in losing positions? But I still have interest way more than I thought. So he approaches Christian saying. Hey, your guys, being Jungle Express of the champions, my guys, his sons, are on the ascent. I want a title match. Uh, Christian says, listen, you, you make a statement. We can talk about you getting a title match. And Austin and Colton attack Christian out of nowhere, saying, there's your statement. I suppose we're on track for Jurassic Express versus the Gun Club. Just a TV title defense that they'll win. Am I overrating the segment, Zoobs, or was it really good? Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's fine. It fine. Like, beat down backstage. I, I wasn't. I didn't come away with it, like... A newfound respect for anybody in, in, in involved. I, I, I am begrudgingly with you that I think Billy Gunn is more interesting at this point than Christian. Where where the Christian roller coaster has once again begun its descent. Uh, let's just get the turn out of the way. I'm uh, so worried about the New Age Outlaws match. Yeah, Road Dog is a is an FA. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we can get into that in the post show later, but you can't. I just I know you well enough. There's no chance you were a New Age Outlaws guy. No, but it's uh so. God, it's so funny that you could pick that out. Uh, I was not a New Age Outlaws or even a DX guy. Well, but... yeah, because you don't like, you don't, we revealed a couple times, you sort of revealed that, like, Shawn Michaels is not really your thing. No, I, in fact, it's pretty much lost on me. I like a lot of his matches, but when you, when people are like, oh, he's the greatest ever, it's like, don't you have to have, like, people like him versus Brett. Brett's such a bad promo. Brett is a better promo than Shawn Michaels. Like, it's not, it's not comparable. We're, uh, we are fresh off the Stu Hardos. It's crazy how many guys best matches with Bret Hart. You're not kidding. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, H3K <laughs> is obviously very, very good. I'm just saying when yeah, people yeah. talk about him as the greatest, it's crazy to me. But no, DX, for, for as little as I responded to them as a kid, easily the most popular wrestling act at my school. I've said this before on the Patreon. 100%. More than Stone Cold, more than The Rock, more than NWO. My school was like nothing but people saying suck it in dx jerseys like boy, it was boy. the and let me let me tell you when it comes to uh in that same age bracket enjoying a intro or a mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh you didn't know that was <laughs> that was pretty big for me that was that was pretty was pretty big for me uh but no listen uh People don't like that I'm so keen on them bringing in the Hardys, and I understand that it's maybe a little inconsistent to say yes to the Hardys and no to the New Age Outlaws, <laughs> but the difference is they're the Hardys and they're the New Age Outlaws. I'm not, I'm not coming on this show and saying I don't like Jeff Hardy ever. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> we, we've been doing shows for 16 months, and the one time the chat was like, get this guy out of here, was I accidentally said I wasn't a huge Jeff Hardy fan at one point. <laughs> it's an impossible thing to say because Jeff is almost like a magical wrestler. Jeff yeah. Hardy is the most limited wrestler who has gotten the most over by far. Every appearance you've ever seen him in since 2000, he's been over. Uninteresting feuds, 
singles feuds where he did the exact same form. It, it doesn't matter. The guy's been over for his whole career. It's insane. Anyway, horrible promo, decent in ring. You got to respect it. You got to respect it. Uh, I like this Billy Gunn thing. Although, is Jurassic Express in the Gun Club going to like get me out of my chair? It's, is that going to be the tag title defense at Beach Break? Probably. Does that make sense? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Yes. Zoobs, here we are. I've been dying to talk about this segment. Me too, to be honest with you. Adrenaline in my soul. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I need the damn episode after this. That's how ready I was for this. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes returns uh, in a suit, holding the TNT title uh, back from we don't know where. Some shooting of Go Big Show, Go some Big sickness. Show, which, just a guy getting hit in the nuts over and over again. <laughs> I, like, it insults me that they're like, you know who's going to be into this show? Wrestling fans. For That's sure. That's we need to advertise this show to. That show looks horrible. I, I don't really like any of those shows, but that one looks especially bad. Like, I would watch... Uh, Completely directionless. It looks like... I, uh, yes. Not a, my wife was like, what is this show about? I was like, I don't have a fucking clue. It looks No like, idea. America's funniest home videos than it does like American Idol. Yeah, it's like shit. America's like, Got Talent for fucking idiots, right? So here we go. Cody Rhodes is out holding the TNT title. And the crowd is furious. Uh, they are unhappy to see him. He makes a face that sort of goes, mm, tough crowd. There's a giant ladder behind him. Cody Rhodes starts talking to him. And boy heavens, Cody Rhodes says a lot. In fact, there's absolutely no way I can surmise everything that Cody Rhodes said in this promo. Uh, I wrote down a bunch of the lines. Uh, he says, I know Red Dragon graduated from hip toss class, but I don't need to see the Young Bucks fight developmental again. He talks about how impressed he was by CM Punk's pipe bomb and he gets the crowd. I can't believe how quickly the crowd was back with him talking about CM Punk's pipe bomb. They go like hating him. that he's like, but I really respect that. That I'm like, yeah, we love, we do love the pipe bomb. And then he's like, but who actually accomplished that? Now, folks, if you're here waiting for the Cody heel turn, here's what happened tonight. Here's what happened in the ring. He turned his heel, he turned his back to the camera. And he went, but you know who actually accomplished that? I did. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what more people are working with. He talks about how the Walter name changed. At least there's nobody named Gunner running around here. Uh, Cody Rhodes turned heel tonight. He spoke uh specifically about things in the company he does not like he continued the part that i do think is a work that there is further seeds of discontent between him and the evps that he's not sure how much mic time he's even going to be getting anymore here is your definitive turn here is cody rhodes putting the company on notice i thought this was a, a lights out promo uh by the codester i thought and I, a small thing as the guy who on the side of the side screen, I'm scrolling through the tweets, right? And I, I this is something I, because they're part of the show, looking at the tweets to our, to uh, our right, the chat's left, um, yes. is I've seen the way that they do their social change. Uh, so that they, they, made, they made the clips a lot shorter. The Cody clip for this is three minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> and that's the shortened version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes all sense. the way to the top. I love it. No, listen, um, I'm a sucker. I love this. I, I fucking love this. And I, 
and I know someone's going to come in and say, this is, this is the whole time they were, you're getting everything else while it was bad. <laughs> I didn't like this was good. So I liked it. It's pretty, pretty simple for me. I, th I thought a lot of things that made me laugh very hard. Uh, I love the pipe bomb stuff. Um, I hope he trounces uh, Sammy Guevara. Here, there's the line right there. That's so good. Listen, uh, ultimately, Cody is good at this stuff, right? He's He is good at this stuff that he really blows up to grandiose. And, and, and where he missteps when his stuff is bad is, you know, when his matches get overbooked by 10%. Whenever, when, it, when it gets overcooked is where he falters. But when he hits the sweet spot, uh, he really is quite good at, at turning the heat up on this stuff. And I have many Cody moments in this company that I enjoyed thoroughly. I, I thought that, that early on the Ellis Island of wrestling promo, I was, was a, a huge fan of and him against Dustin was, it was, was a great thing. And he made the NWA world's heavyweight championship feel like something early on in this company. So I have a lot of time for him when he is in the zone and, and, and redlining it the way that he yeah, was he tonight. Can't, he can't be in nothing feuds, beating people, eating up tons of TV time. If this is going to be the guy speaking meaningfully, I, I see some people in chat being like, oh, did he, did he talk a long time or did he did he say anything at all? It's like how, and my, some of my Discord were saying this too, it's like how on earth could you hear that promo and be like, oh, he wasn't saying anything at all. He, he could not have possibly been more specific and direct. I'm not turning heel. These guys suck. This guy sucks. These fans don't recognize that I went and started, CM Punk was talking about, oh, oh I'm going to revolutionize things. He went home. I went and started a new company. I followed what I said. Like, I, I don't know if that, if he's, if you think that's just talking a lot, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, and to your point, Zoops, I hate to use this analogy again, but it's the only one I can think of because I've gone through this before where there was a, on my old podcast, there was a subsect of listeners who would go, you, you guys got to be watching SmackDown when it was the raw highlight show. And pre you gotta be watching SmackDown. SmackDown, oh, it's the best. SmackDown, oh, you gotta SmackDown, SmackDown. When you watch SmackDown, it's horrible. There's like one okay match and then a bunch of raw highlights. And then they do the brand split and SmackDown becomes a live show and SmackDown gets John Cena, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and Bray Wyatt as the top of their card. And JMO and I are like, wow, SmackDown is awesome. And then those people are like, we've been trying to tell you that SmackDown's been awesome. It's like, huh? Like, no. Wait, you, you can come to this show and hear people who will call it like we see it. This does not forgive Malachi Black being stuck with Cody for four months of his debut feud and then going into a tag match. This doesn't forgive Cody just burying the factory on TV for three, pinning and tapping QT Marshall and every other member of the thing. It doesn't forgive the horrible weigh-in promo. But was this promo tonight electric and well-performed? Obviously. Like, it obviously was. It was a compelling piece of wrestling promo. It just was like it, if you he's talking about things such specific, you rarely get to hear people so specific about their problems with the company. I thought this was a outrageously good promo uh, by Cody, who I am not uh, quick to praise, as you know, Zoo. even a nod to the contract. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Not the one I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, I was like, I need to watch it again tomorrow because I bet I'm going to pull out six more lines like that where it's like. This guy came out here today and did everything but say, I got a lot that I got to get off of my chest. Awesome stuff. What's the chat saying, Zoobs? Uh, I mean, everyone loves you. Good friend Jake loved the start. Yeah, sure. What do you guys want to talk about? I thought that was nice, too. Uh, he loves the damn business. Absolutely right. At, at the core, and I think that is part of what made, as you mentioned there, the, the, the four, six months where he sort of 
was a little astray there and it was like a little unmoored to something was it, it, it didn't have the sort of gravitas that he is that he excels so much at the sort of the Malachi Black thing is a great example that is you're trying to sort of when you're trying to force it and it's not there it doesn't sort of have the same effect when you have these things lined up and you're able to make this impact um, I think it plays really well into what he does right He's going to go wrestle baby faces now. And those baby faces are all going to be more over for having wrestled this version of Cody. It's, it's undeniable. Listen, is he, is he going to do something cornball and shitty next week? I'm sure. Is him and Sammy a match that I'm looking forward to? No. Is this the Cody that I want promoing? Yes. Compare this to that pro America shit dressed as Homelander. Oh, we live in the freest. Na- huh? This is what's up. Feel me. Ride with me. You feel me. Uh, Brian Danielson, even Sammy's penmanship sucks. I hope Cody Rose throws him up a ladder next week. Brian Danielson's sweet. Yeah, I, I hope Cody <laughs> unifies the titles. God. <laughs> Let's just say defends his title. God. Seems like I'm going to refill my water bottle in the next couple minutes. Is there a spot that uh, I don't want to leave you here? Talk, we got the John Hungry and Anna J promo coming up next. I know a guy can't riff on that. Do you want me to ask you a question about Cody or should we keep moving on? Whatever you need to, whatever you need to do here. Whatever you need to do here. Well, let me ask you something about Cody then. Okay. He's delivered this promo, which I am saying is the decided heel turn. Mm-hmm. From the baby faces on the roster, do you get him going right to the hangman level or are there people he's going to fight on the way to the inevitable? Actually, I, I can challenge for the world heavyweight title. I'll be back shortly. I think you, I think he's, it, I don't know, right to the, right to the, is he only out of that room? Look at this guy's struggling. Um, I don't know if he's going right to the, to the top of the thing, but I think there's more than enough baby faces for him to sort of work through here in the, in the next little bit. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's going to go straight to the the hangman level. I think there's going to be a way. We're going to have a way that we get our like he talks his way into getting himself a title match. I think it makes a ton of sense, and maybe it becomes like a the contract becomes part of it, or or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, I think there's plenty of there's there's plenty of guys. What a terrible question to give me. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? What do you guys think? Of my I'm starting to build my table out here. I have my I have my Laparka mask. I bought an LED light. Uh, but it's a little too bright down here to really see uh, what's going on. I guess you can't see because of the name tag there. You probably can't see what's going on. Uh, beside it, I got my mug. I got a little mug there. There we go. I think it looks best with red. I think that's sort of the best one. And then I would have to turn the light down a little bit. So I'll see sort of... Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad, hey? Right there? That's not bad. I love it. I'd say it's great. Anyway. Forget about not bad. I'll go back. Thank you for having me. Look at that uh, full up and re-iced drink. Beautiful. Raring to go. It's weird. It's weird being so electric about Cody. Yeah. Well, it feels good. You want, you want as many good things. This is the thing that it's the same thing when people are like, um, when they choose these sides in the ground in the WWE AEW thing. I want everything to be great. I would, if, I would love Cody to be a great part of the show every week. I would love WWE to be a great show that we can that we would add to this channel. Do you have any idea how much we would love everyone here to want to care about the Royal Rumble? That would be fucking we, awesome for us. We will do a Rumble post show. <laughs> we'll do a Mania post show. We would love reasons to do other stuff on here. 
But when we were doing the Money in the Bank and Backlash ones, like, God, these shows are just fucking dreck. Uh, but I would like it to be good. Yeah, not married to my ideas. Happy yeah. to happy to adjust as the waters go, but also looking forward to Cody wrestling uh, a heel on TV next week and flirting both ways in ring and me pulling my hair out. Uh, JX says, now that I have a place to have permission to put up a, a Lucha mask wall, I only have two. Uh, they're not high quality. Uh, my, my wife bought a, a print that has like four Lucha masks on it that used to be above our coach. But I honestly, it's my wife is more keen to put up wrestling art in my house than I am, to be honest with you. I don't want to have to explain, to explain it to strangers, frankly. I've got a signed Curry Man mask here. That's pretty cool. Chris Daniels, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm not in any rush to like get more wrestling memorabilia in my house. <laughs> if, you made, if you made the basement more of like a dedicated studio for wrestling brain, would you then maybe do a bit more or are you just, eh? A lot of it's ugly and shitty as sort of the weird. <laughs> like, but, but, some, but some is cool. Yeah, I guess. Not really worth money, money, frankly. <laughs> like I just don't. All due respect, you ha you have a great setup. I love I love the wall. You have some great memorabilia, but like, thanks. I'm not rushing out to get more wrestling toys. Thirty six years old. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I won't be at thirty six though. How's this, Zoop? Should I do the the next segment with this? Awesome. You, yeah, you want me to you want me to park it while you're doing that? Oh, yeah, I think you absolutely should. Yes, one, although, wow, my beard is deeply uncooperative with this. There we go. Okay, here we go. El Zubzo coming in here. Okay. Feeling good. Zubz, let's talk about this next segment here as we get in masks, the, you know, de facto leader of the Dark Order, who's not in this segment, but Evil Uno, of course, a bit of a mask tie-in here. Uh, John Hungry is sort of, advocating on behalf of uh you look incredible uh advocating on behalf of anna jay uh in her match against jade cargill just sort of helping her stand on the mic against smart mart um uh i don't know this is fine i guess i don't really have a ton to say about it it's, the john hungry act just isn't something that's ever going to get me super out of bed you know did you like this promo any more than i did no i don't have yeah. i'm i'm the Dark Order sort of did their thing. We've 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 achieved what we what wanted to achieve. We got the Hangman win. Uh, don't it, really basically nothing, basically nothing. Frankly, basically nothing. Already forgot no. basically that it was even on the show. Enough. There's so much good stuff on the show that like this did not. Anna know. Jay isn't going to be the one to beat Jade Cargill. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. And smart Mark Sterling knew that. Yeah, he absolutely did. He was damn right, too. Uh, the chat saying this is great contest content for the Nasty Casties. Uh, Maddie Max saying, it's fuck true. those guys. They don't deserve it. Well, there you go. Yeah, this is a great visual, you and I in Lucha Mask. It's almost surprising yeah. it hasn't happened before. It's uh, hard for me to see the scene that I'm picking, but that's fine. Yeah, how long do we have to keep these on? I was following your lead, so. And also, the, 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 my head is, I don't know about you, I got a really big head. So, uh. Hey, I'm, not... I'm La Sombra. <laughs> This fell off of my shelf. There we go. Cool. Am I looking tranquilo now? I assume so. I can't really see. My glasses <laughs> <laughs> on. Plus, I'm wearing a lucha mask. I assume you look amazing. Thank you very much. Okay, well, let's talk about this next one, Zoobs. The debut of the House of Black, Malachi Black and Brody King here. Um, this really just full-on showcase for these guys. Basically a tag squash match against the Varsity Blondes, which I actually think is the right call here. 
What was your first impression of Brody King, Zoobs? I'm not trying to paint you into a corner here, but I, I don't think you have the most familiarity with watching him wrestle, right? Yeah, he's got size, he's got presence. I think he makes for a good um, partner with, with Malachi Black. He's, they certainly look to be a team. They, like, they, they look very similarly in sort of the, you know, the, they look like the wall of a tattoo shop, sort of two guys, uh, the black and the, and the size and the movement and speed, the impact. So I think, I think he has a real presence, which is, you don't always get, yeah. it doesn't always translate when you're bringing a guy over that he, will he have the presence that you're looking for? And, uh, I thought he did in spades. So yeah, I, I'm glad it was fairly squashy, a pretty squashy episode. I thought there were, I even, I even thought that we'd get another one there a little later on, but yeah, well, I think a lot of people were, I saw a lot of jokes saying, Oh, you mixed up the, the lengths of these matches, but we can talk about that in a bit. Um, I love, I haven't seen the PWG stuff of, uh, Malachi. The zoobs are so handsome. Look at this guy. You take the mask off. It almost strikes you again. How handsome the zoobs is. Um, yeah. Okay. Who harder to breathe through that thing. I see why you wouldn't want to wrestle under it. Yeah, I can't believe anybody wrestles. My I mean, they're obviously probably better than the one I had. Yeah, I suppose maybe. Um, I love that Malachi and Brody have like the sniper and shotgun relationship. It's you know Malachi, this lasered in focus sniper. He's he's the technician, and then he has his roughhousing large presence. And Brody King, more of an enforcer type. You really couldn't push these guys high enough up the card for me. I'm extremely interested in the act. I thought it was the right idea to just have them run through uh, Pillman and Garrison, who had some miscommunication. I didn't know if they were trying to be like, oh, we're no good without Julia, or if these guys might break up. Are Are you interested in seeing these guys break up, Zoobs, the Varsity Blondes? I'm not interested in a ton with the Varsity Blondes right now. We, we've given them some rope. I sort of have given them many opportunities to sort of grow on me, and it, I don't know that it's happened. Um, who are you in the chat more into gun club or varsity blondes? Probably gun club. I would, I would, I guess that's kind of crazy, right? Seems to be a smidgen of like charisma there. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the old man's around. Yeah. Julia, probably the most interesting of the three. That might be true. Supes, are you ready for what I could only call our second of three? Keep it or kick it to the evening. Let's do it, baby. Zoobs, a POC promo, a video package is what followed the House of Black Varsity Brothers match, or Varsity Blondes match, pardon me. A video package from POC, who to me, this red is like a full repackaging, a brand new POC, he's blindfolded and he's coming for the House of Black. Zoobs, did you take this as him leaving the Lucha Brothers? Yes, I think, I think we're pausing Lucha Brothers for a little bit here. I think we're letting, we're letting uh, Phoenix heal up Maybe maybe some sporadic appearances from uh, Pentagon in like Battles Royal or or ladder matches or like group things. But I think yeah. that I think that combination death triangle, if you will, is probably uh, is probably done. I agree, Zoobs, which means for our second keep it or the keep our second keep it or kick it of the evening, I will say keep it or kick it. Pac will be better off no longer paired with the Lucha Brothers in death triangle. Keep yeah, that's a, that's an easy keep for me. That never did that ever. Did they even that, did they ever start? It's sort of like they're breaking up. Were they ever together? Like they, three times and need two years. It might be too big of a stretch to call them like one of the biggest what ifs in wrestling. But in terms of wow, they appeared on the screen together. These are three absolute technicians. Their energies weirdly work together. The degree that I was all in on it to how it delivered. Yeah, Death Triangle just it never really got going. Yeah. Oof, keeps everywhere. All keeps, basically. A kick from Cadenza. 
Wow. Yeah. Strong keeps. Nobody wanting Death Triangle holding on. Connected saying canceled for kicking. No, I think it's cool to be the dissenting voice. Just means you're dumber than everybody else. Once again, people cool to be dumb. Sometimes your vote is kick. People people think that you put this out yeah. hoping to be agreed with. Not the no, case. yeah. My my vote does not come into it. Yeah, people are like, three keeps, I agree with you. It's like I would kick two of those. Nice try. But anyway, he likes uh, uh, this puck. He's going to need a partner, though, to face the House of Black, isn't he? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, I wonder. I guess maybe Phoenix out maybe does go to Pentagon. I don't could, know. Yeah. We'll see where it's going to go. Yeah, could be. He does strike me better as a lone. He's a bastard, right? He's like, he's a bastard. Why would a bastard constantly have groups of friends? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like Eddie and Mox only make sense with each other, right? Maybe right. Pac could find somebody like that, but I'm not really sure who it would be. If anybody, it feels like it might even be Alice and Malachi Black. Yeah. We get a Lance Archer Hangman video package. Um, it kind of was cut off at a weird point, but I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, I'm in on this Lance stuff. I liked Hangman here. Where he was like, you think fucking Bob Orton would <laughs> go on the road six days <laughs> yeah. a week, come back in 10 cattle? Like, are we really talking whether or not I'm actually a cowboy? Like, come on. You want to yeah, fight? What we'll are we fight. talking about? Yeah. yeah. I, thought I look it forward to that match. thought it served him, served him well. And, uh, you got uh, Jake Paid the Snakes, Wasn't thrilled. Sorry, what, what was that? Jake the, wasn't super thrilled to see Jake the Snake back in the fold, but I get the. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know. Hey, man, Paige, you better. <laughs> well, it's tough when you got Dan Lambert right yeah, there. Just too. standing there, like, okay, I guess I'll be the third to talk. Like, all right, well. More on him later, Zoobs. Uh, Serena Deeb and Sky Blue out there to have a little match. Uh,. Serena Deep, the right person to put new talent in there with, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I love. Sorry, Serena did Deep. I jump ahead? In I think you missed the. Right? I think you skipped the actual uh, Jake match. Oh, the Lance match. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Me, then Lance we do match. get Lance and Kazarian following the video. Oh, you, Sorry, you skipped the Kazarian match. People are gonna have your head. Yeah. They're... <laughs> well, and listen. Here's the thing. Uh, I would be remiss to forget this match because it went on for much longer than I would have a title challenger go against Frankie Kazarian. Now, I'm not saying this was all over the Twitter timeline. I don't think I'm alone in this opinion. Zoops, did you sort of land in the same spot? Like, why the hell are you having a title challenger go 10, 12 minutes with Frank? Why is, yeah, I, I get that um, Kazarian is like thought of as not, you know, he's not Sean Spears uh, in the company's eyes. But to me, if you are having... Lance Archer built up as a title challenger in a feasible way. Uh, you know, toying with Kazarian for a, a couple commercial breaks is not the way to do it. No, I'm there with you. And it was, again, it feels not in service of what we're doing with Lance Archer. Like Lance Archer is on return being heated up for literally fighting the champion as the heel. And again, if you need him to go, if you if he needs to get some ring time, he needs to get out there, warm up a bit for Hangman, he's been off. Totally get that. But let's put him in with somebody more viable who can give Lance Archer a fight. Has Frankie Kazarian beat somebody in AEW? I, I genuinely have no clue. Uh, I'll say this. People saying he's Elite Hunter. Actually, no, he's the Rock and Roll Rebel. You're thinking of old Frankie Kazarian. He's no longer the Elite Hunter. He's, he's the Rock and Roll Rebel. I was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the thing we famously all know Kazarian for. You know, it's, it's a good thing. Frankie Kazarian is changing gimmicks. This maybe this is the one, you know, maybe maybe the the rock and roll fella is the thing that finally clicks. Twenty five years into the run, I hope Will is not in the chat. I feel bad when Frank goes shit on Kazarian when Will's here. Um, 
Jay saying Deep Punk and House of Black all get quick squashes, and your world title challenger takes forever against a guy not on TV and then gets run off by the champ is not it. Yep. Can't say it any better than Jay there. Agree with everything he said. Yeah. This should have been Lance Archer picks him up, destroys him, Dan Lambert promo, and the handoff from Jake to Dan. Like that's that seems and again, he like he points out, you point out, I point out. There were plenty of squashes that could have been more fledged out matches. Certainly Serena, uh, or certainly Malachi and the, the varsity blondes, you know? Yeah. Just weird. Thirsty man tonight. Yeah, you're smashing that aqua over there. I'm trying to drink more water. Mm. I'm already a guy who drinks a ton of water, but I drink a lot of the sparkling water. I'm trying to drink just normal water. Oh, yeah. Not for me. I'm a, I'm a me that Brita water yeah you like flat water all day trying to get more used to it i like i like sparkling water so much but uh but i don't know it's like i don't know because i have the water bottle you feel i don't know why do we do anything you know that's right deep and sky blue like we'd sort of talked about here mostly a squash match nice to see sky blue on television and deep the right person to work with you agree yeah, this came right out of uh, a little backstage dissension uh, from uh, Layla Hirsch and um, I must have this written down in the wrong order, Zoobs. That came before this. Yeah, because because it, it, they were back to back. Because I tweeted out, I tweeted out, get get deep in a thing with Hirsch right away. Because I sort of like <laughs> Zoobs. I missed the page. I'm an idiot. I thought so, we also we, missed the Trent and Rocky promo. Yeah, we, we had uh, we had Rapongi 3K and we had yeah, I want to say Dante Martin is in here somewhere. Exactly right. And legit Layla. Sorry, Zoobs. Let me back up here. Sorry for that. Uh, we start with a Trent and Rocky promo. Uh, listen, this is the best friends I need to see on TV. This is what Trent Beretta and I know Chuck Taylor wasn't there as Rocky Romero, but what Trent brings to these sort of situations. It's Brandon Cutler is the one filming this promo. And Trent is constantly telling Rocky, hey, don't be an asshole to him. Like, ah, you're, you're doing a good job, Brandon. Like, I don't have any beef with you. The Young Bucks are kind of assholes. Th- this sort of down-tempo, jokey around, but still here for the match. I have lots of room for that. It's not pure comedy wrestling, but it's somebody treating it with like a different, lighter-hearted energy. I'm very looking forward to this match of uh, Rapongi Vice getting back together to take on uh, the Young Bucks. What do you think of this promo? I admittedly don't have a ton of like uh, Rapongi Vice um, nostalgia. Like it doesn't doesn't mean much to me for them to be back together. Uh, I'm sure the people that, that it, it's a huge deal or it's a deal. Um, sure, but uh, no, I I loved I love I did agree. I love the energy. I love the like you know. There's no reason to be mean to. There's no reason to be mean to Cutler for us, like personally. But yeah. you know the the fired up nature is sort of part of wrestling. So I think it is sort of. Um, I like Trent with the short hair. I think it I think it, it does center him a little bit to sort of be with Rocky in this way and just sort of say, like, we're we're pulling out any stop we have to to get our revenge on the elite. We'll 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 team up any way we have to to get to stop getting pushed around and stop getting thought of as less than. I think that sort of does um do them quite a service in, in that way. Then the Kazarian and Archer match. I have written down here how great Archer looked. We we talked about it. He needs a more compelling baby face. Dan Lambert's out after Zoobs. Saying that uh, Hangman didn't grow up outside. He was sipping Perrier and playing video games, giving hand jobs to heifers to make soy milk. We talked a little bit about this and the Hangman response, but uh, just to get through some of the lines there. Dude's legit Layla Hirsch is backstage giving hell to Red Velvet and uh, Chris Statlander. Did, did, did Layla Hirsch like deeply improve as a promo over seven days? I thought she was pretty weak last week, and then I thought she was not. You know, she wasn't CM Punk tonight, but I thought yeah. she was pretty good here. 
I don't know about greatly. In, I don't know about greatly improved. I think it's. I think it's easier to Just be bad last week. I think it's easier to be mad and attack somebody than it is to like. Rah, have rah, a we're a ton team. of uh, have a ton of nuance or like play the role that they asked Red Velvet to play here, which is like, hey, calm down. We're all still friends. By the way, but you know, I'm just, and now to turn my back. That's sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just super smart idea and a, a good way to do things. Uh, Trillian McGinnis, Layla Hurst needs to join Team Taz. I'm going to go ahead and say I can do better than that. I think Team Taz. Yeah. I, think, I think Layla Hurst and Team Taz at this point is almost a half suggestion. Yeah, yeah, it's overplayed a bit. Uh, I think I think Layla Hirsch needs to team up with Serena Deep. I think that needs to be your you okay. The, the two women's wrestlers who are like, listen, I am not here to cut promos or make friends or or be catty or I'm like here a to, Cesaro kid. I'm here to almost. beat people's asses every week. Nothing I'm else matters to us. That that is the team that I I think as 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 much as the Layla Hirsch team. I understand. I get the. The idea behind it is that they seem um, tonally similar, right? But she's short and does suplexes. But I, I when you when you say throw Layla Hirsch to Team Taz, I go, man, I don't. You feel like she sort of gets swallowed up in a little bit. There's, a, there's already a lot going on in Team Taz. There's a you have yeah. you have people. The thing about Team Taz is not just that they're ass takers; they're really charismatic. Hobbs and Starks and Hook. It's they're cool guys. Jaw dropping charisma. And they, who also happen to be ass kickers. I think you get Deeb and Hirsch. It's we're not here to do promo battles. We're not here to pose off. We're not. We're here to beat your ass. You don't like want this. to see us in a match. Full stop. I like this a huge amount. That is. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I do think that I agree with you. Layla Hirsch to Team Taz. It's it's so prevalent. Like it's been the take for a year. But it's just like, okay, she's not going to Team Taz. Like, it would almost at this point. And, and you're right. She doesn't fit in at that table. Like, Heart, Ricky Starks, Carl's Hobbs. Sorry, what's, go ahead. Hard no with the great. I can't believe my favorite trio of Hirsch, Red Velvet, and Statlander are breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see best friends for years like this. Yeah. All of that they, was such believable on-screen the history, chemistry. The, the history they have. <laughs> God, beautiful. That's good. That's very good. She's going to Team Deep. Yeah, I think I think Deep. Uh, if I could expand on your idea, Deep just leading a faction is something that would work for me too. I think, I runs, think they are uh, spiritually aligned in a way that in a way that they, her and Team Taz aren't. In the way that maybe her and Team Taz felt they were eight ten months ago when they had Brian Cage. I love this uh, this take. Thank you very much. We then get a video package teasing Rapongi Vice versus the Young Bucks. Zoobs, New Japan pro wrestling footage just always, on AEW. This has happened before. Yeah, it, it, there's some, it's happened before a couple times. I know they've shown certainly like, Nagata, when, yeah. they've shown Nagata clips, but it's not it's not a common thing. Seeing that blue mat just on TV, it just makes me happy for whatever reason. Uh, I loved it. Can they coexist? I didn't know they existed, says Matty Mac. Yeah, there's a problem with the can they coexist question. You gotta know they exist first. Um, but I, I thought this was very cool. The Young Bucks Rapongi Vice package. Again, I don't know if they had to like edit a minute out of this show live or something, but both this and the Lance Archer package, yes. were, they like have like abrupt cutoffs. Anything pre taped seemed, like, seemed like they needed to absolutely rush to the second to get it to get it done which was a shame because you know i like their video packages coming along and them to look different than just two people sitting in the backstage area talking heads and uh this one did so uh yeah good stuff there 
And then another quick video package teasing Hook vs. Serpentico this Friday. Uh, should have also gone longer. They're talking about how Hook's the sensation. They're playing the Action Bronson song. And then again, just cuts off. Very strange, because I thought both these uh, video packages were heading in great directions, and I did still like them. Uh, Hook, for, Hook Serpentico feels like kind of the perfect person for Hook to wrestle to me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that level of guy who's also decent in ring. Like either you can just pick up, that Hook can just pick up and throw also. Yeah. Well, eventually he's got to work his way to Luther. Whatever the face Luther, is. I was Gunther for a second. Oh! <laughs> work his way to Gunther. Uh, did you see that Chris Jericho tweet today? Somebody on Earth from 2016 be like, I just got to say, Walter is the worst wrestling name ever. <laughs> <laughs> the champion indeed, Zooms. Uh, Matt Hardy telling us some news, Zooms. He's backstage and he sold... 51% ownership of the Hardy family office to Andrade, and they are now the AHFO. Man, how are they? How have they not? How long has Andrade been in this company? Legitimately, how many months has he been in the company? What are we doing here? How could they? How could they have possibly? He felt much bigger than many people that have come into this company. For sure. It was, you, we, you tweet out things like, if you, can, if you could possibly have this guy and not make him uh, a money printing machine superstar, then you're fucking up. They're fucking up. I, somebody, I could... somebody do it already because, yeah, I, <laughs> holy jeez. This, this sucked. Like, I just, I don't know what motivation Andrade would have to sign with the Hardy family office. Like, they're losers at the bottom of the card. I love Matt Hardy, legitimately. But they have not been positioned as people where it's like, okay, I'm Andrade, I need to elevate up this card. Why don't I align myself with Matt Hardy, private party of the Butcher and the Blade? So how could you arrive at that? How many people is Andrade going to be tied to? Uh, Vicky Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, Jose the Assistant, now the Hardy fan. I, I just don't get it. It does not seem like it's hard with Andrade. He's the hottest guy ever who's good in ring. Get him isn't out of those it, dress pants. Let's get him wrestling. Like, yeah, isn't it just that he's a great wrestler? Like, what's what? <laughs> what? He, is he just like, why a would he want the backstage? H Other than that, he's a maybe he's a big. Uh, every time I die, fan, he is like we need to make sure that the butcher is still collecting checks. I, I, I agree with good friend Jake here. I have no clue what they're doing with Andrade. It really sucks. Like it's literally that. Like you can't imagine how they arrive at this is at the solution. Besides, oh, Andrade's not on TV. Oh. Get, get him in there doing something like that's the only yeah like, how can this be your plan Andrade to me is a a challenge a world title challenger level talent crazy he's, he's here buying the hardy family i craziness. don't get it craziness i mean not that i don't get it i understand wrestling smart guy but uh Andrade's motivations are so lost on me here and frankly matt hardy's too like why does he want to he loves money i guess not a know. great segment for me. I, I again, I still have faith. I think he's so talented. And I think he's he again. He could he could just come out and stand at the top of the ramp every week, and people are like, "Yeah, I get it." He's got his shirt off. He's handsome. He's good looking. He's a good wrestler. That, Dude, like, even if he was a shitty wrestler, he's an obvious guy. So I, I, have, awesome. I, have, I have I have faith they can get us there, but um, it's disappointing to see where it is right now. That's for sure. The acclaimed do a Darby Allen style video here. Seems I gotta admit I loved this. The them doing the black and the white and 
caster taking a bat to somebody wearing a was it a darby mask i, I wasn't 100 like uh I'm losing him now but uh i love this video uh, i thought a very fun sort of twisted convention it suits the acclaim to do this sort of thing and listen on paper the acclaim for sting and darby gets me about this interested but the choice to make it basically a handicap match and for commentary to put it out as such the acclaim 2v1 sting for most of this match my interest was way up i thought that this was a pretty compelling main event basically because of that let's okay sting is gonna go main event mode and beat up on this tag team pretty cool to me and i did like the spot to eliminate derby but it was like legitimately if you saw that you'd be like oof gruesome i like this truly mcginnis uh idea just to go back one segment andrade to break up the hfo and for butcher and blade to go with them love that idea i think you're you're you are not going to find maybe a single member of the chat that is not foaming at the mouth for butcher and the blade to just get tag matches just have Please. tag team match stories they have so many good tag teams damn blade is good and butcher is rad like it's not and andrade sort of fits in with that weird fashion thing given the uh los angeles background like Butcher and Blade, despite being masked, you know, sort of weirdos on the fringe, Andrade can sort of slide in with that in a way that I think might even be compelling to see. I yeah. love that call. Main event time, Zoobs. Like I said, Sting's fighting 2v1. Crowd not that into it, except for the Sting offense portions, but I think they were sort of burnt out by what I thought was a pretty excellent show. Eventually, Darby's back, and they do get the win. A pretty good match here. Acclaim getting put in a big spot, and Sting being treated as a main eventer for the company. Uh... Anything else you want to say? Though? No, I think a good use of, of the acclaim to our, our, you know, sort of pesky jerk off heels um, who doesn't doesn't hurt them to, like, get a comeuppance here. And I, and I thought, you know, as you said, the, the, the video that they put out before the match and the video that they put out, uh, the music video they put out, like, allows them to, to grow in that way to sort of yeah. build their, to, I don't want to use the word brand, sort of build awareness no, about who they are. and act. Yeah, build their act. Thank you very much. Sort of build them, and, and they do get some shine from it. So I don't think that the, I don't think that them losing two on one to Sting uh, hurts in a way that it you know if you wanted to be on paper it might yeah, or if you want to be a stink about it and you know Darby jumping back into the crowd pretty cool. Um, I would like to see soon, not yet. I'm not not there yet, but at some point in the next two three months i think we need to get darby back on track a little bit darby was a reliable as a singles wrestler more with Dar sting as his uh, basically manager. basically since the mjf blow off he hasn't really sunk his teeth into a ton you know what i mean yeah he's in a you can't push everybody at once but he's definitely in a holding period right now but retained overness which is good to see totally and i, and I think he's an important part of the show an attractive wrestler carried us through similar to sort of you know working mocks back into the fold a guy that carried them through a very important time and i think um yeah maybe he needs to quit the job working for mr sting <laughs> maybe i'm yeah. cr grumpier on the on the uh andrade people seem to think like the some of the things he's been saying is pretty funny i'm just it i'm just so lost on it that i that i sort of tune out a little bit more than maybe i should yeah i think that's fair on both fronts that we could be missing something and also fair that we are missing something uh, never break up Darby and Sting, though, right? Like, I don't want to see some breakup angle or them versus one another. I think Sting always sort of being in Darby's pocket, no matter where he goes in his career, is the way I'd like to see that. Go. Yeah, I think they can go their separate ways, but I don't know that they need to, like, break up. Uh, see Suppa 55 asking, are there enough great tag teams in AEW that we need another tag belt, other than whatever AAA ones FDR has? 
Definitely not. They just need to start having motion within the division. Yeah, I don't know about another belt, but but certainly like there's enough tag teams that we don't need to do stuff such as Bowens and and Caster are the number one seed, right? Or or like uh, the Gun Club is is a top five. Like there's there's enough teams that you can really have a like I think tonight they even tease that like maybe Sting and Darby Allen, which I want to point out, Jay says in the chat he thinks they're going to hold the titles this year. What do you think to that? tag titles i don't think that but the way that aw treats sting it wouldn't be the most shocking to me me saying i don't see that is only because like people are pointing out the depth of the aw tag division it feels listen i think punk and mjf and punk and eddie kingston are showing you you can have really meaningful feuds not about the title the tag division doesn't need another sets of belts it needs to have feuds between tag teams that get tv time uh and and i think that'll solve the problem and you build more um, contenders out of it, and you give people reasons to fight, and that's your stake. But you're absolutely right that it is an extremely deep uh, division. No question. Um, there are a couple of those like tag division Easter eggs in this episode. I think I think Jr. mentions that Sting and Darby Allen are undefeated as a tag team. I think was a was a mentioned mm-hmm. in this episode, and I believe there was like a vague Jr. said something along the lines of, "Boy, you you can it doesn't take much of an imagination to see the House of Black like." running roughshod over the tag division and i was like mm. i like to hear that let's hope that they are uh men of their word in this instance because uh that's a very common complaint for me with aw as you know yeah but zoobs i thought a banger episode of the show greatly Lots enjoyed my viewing experience tonight uh six and a half for me if i wasn't clear out of seven i thought just uh a runaway great show with angles i will remember the mocks and cody promos are things that i won't forget and uh, ultimately, I think that's what's important. Set up a ton of good Rampage and Dynamite and Beach Break matches to come to. So uh, all in all, a, a great episode of the show for me. Yeah, big time. Big time Rampage come up this week, for sure. CSAP is saying, I've never been more into tag, a tag division, I think, ever. It's incredibly deep. Yeah, easy for me to say it's the deepest tag division I've ever been aware of. I think you can add together two federations in general and don't have a tag team division that goes this deep. It's nuts. Is your pen kind of short there? I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that, the short pen. Not bad. It's the, it's, it's a, so I can, I don't know about yours, I can buy the caps or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's post show talk. Yeah, I would agree. I I think, I think it's a six uh, for me, a good show. Um, Again, I'll say week in, week out. If this is what the weekly show is, I'm, I'm happy about it for a very long time. We had consequence, we had returns, we had debut, or not a debut, we had like a first match for some guys, uh, repackagings, um, good promos, memorable stuff. We're in great shape, and we, and we have a specialty match, a specialty show next week, right? Next week is uh, Beach Break. You're absolutely right. Next Wednesday, of course, AEW Dynamite is Beach Break, coming to us from, I believe, Cincinnati, or Cle- Cincinnati Ohio, not Cleveland. Uh, you get the, the TNT title match, plenty of other big stuff on there, and we will, of course, be doing a post-show like we do every single Wednesday, Zoobs and I here. Uh, so definitely come back and join us. We know that that one's going to be a big show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us over here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain
Love and energy.